Hey, Pete, how are you? Eh, all right. What are you up to? Not too much. You look a little glum. Is it because the weather or the, or the season's changing? Uh, I don't know. It's just that time of year where, I don't know. <laughs> you look like you need a little fun in your life. I could use some fun. Have you ever checked out fun.com? Fun.com? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, so you should go to fun.com and check out all the cool merch and toys and collectibles and clothing and so on and so forth. And believe it or not, the Retro Network is partnering with them right now and you get a 15% promo on anything you purchase in your transaction. 20% even. Is it really 20%? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, people, we tried, but we failed. Yes, Retro Network and Box Office 30, among the other podcasts, has teamed up with Fun.com to bring you some fun. Check out all their amazing different products. They've got toys, they've got accessories, they've got collectibles, clothes, they've got costumes. I mean, it's just... A bunch of fun stuff, right? <laughs> and for the record, Pete said 15% first, and then I was like, oh, I it was 20. But no, so no, it's 15. Okay, cool. Well, it's 20. Good. So there we go. Yes, and as a matter of fact, that 20 is off your entire order, which is amazing. So it's not even just 20% off a single item. It's off your whole order. So that means you can order a whole bunch of stuff. And by the way, this is tied into that, like, holiday spirit and everything that's coming up right now in the season so you got a whole bunch of shopping to do you got your friends you got your family you got your co-workers there's a little something for everybody on fun.com so you gotta head over there check it out lots of great stuff buy a little something for yourself treat yourself <laughs> and have some fun this holiday yeah. there you go there you go and in case you don't know how to spell it, it's F-U-N.com. <laughs> I hope we're having fun doing this promo. I, I'm having fun doing it. I'm having fun.com doing this promo. Fun.com. 20% off. <laughs> we should probably tell them the promo code. Yes, that'd be good. I don't, I don't know it. <laughs> so if you want to take advantage of this offer, the coupon code is TRN Holidays 2021. That's TRN, as in the Retro Network, Holidays 2021. 20% off your entire order valid through January 7th, 22. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm lonely. I like fun. <laughs> is a presentation of the Retro Network. Strap in, movie fans. We're about to take you 30 years into the past to explore the biggest blockbuster hits of the 1990s. I'm Pete. And I'm Michael. And, and this, this is Box, Box Office, Office 30. 30. to Box Office 30 for December 1991. I am usual as Pete, and I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Michael. How are you doing today, sir? Are you usual, Pete? Is that what uh, you Yes, said? yes. And that was intentional. That wasn't even like a, a mistake of words. That was like, <laughs> I'm going to be like a little random and, and throw it into a little loop in there. <laughs> Hi, I'm usual Pete. How are you today? <laughs> yes. As usual. Well, I'm first, Pete. I want to wish you a happy birthday because we're recording this on your birthday. Thank you. That's how you want to spend your day. Yes, so we you. had a um, Michael and I completely intended to record this last night and then both mutually completely forgot. 
I don't know what happened because it wasn't even like one of these things where like usually when that happens, one or the other of us text the other like, hey, so we good for eight or whatever. And then it's just like, oh, no, (laughs) I totally (laughs) forgot. You know, in this case, this morning, we're like, hey, so how about that podcast? Whoops. (laughs) So we're really batting a thousand on these recall episodes. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's bad. But uh, we have like a a rough week because. Michael's not available tonight. I'm not available tomorrow night. And then he's not available the following night, so which would only leave us to essentially record on Thursday in order to get the episode to you guys on Friday, which would mean like me sitting there till like midnight or later trying to crank out a quick edit. So we're like, oh, wait, I took off the day for my birthday. Mike's at home on a personal day. Like, let's just do this now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, so this could either work out one of two ways. Either you're going to get a well-edited episode or <laughs> you missed out on what could have been a completely random dumpster fire we recorded this Thursday night and Pete just said, ah, the hell with it. I'm uploading it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, whatever they'll get will be better than if we either just A, completely forgot and I had to send a message on Slack to Jason and Mickey saying, uh, whoops, guys, sorry. <laughs> you know? So uh, either way, we're we're hopefully going to be a little more successful than that. Speaking of Jason and Mickey from the Retro Network, I received their uh, their holiday gift to me this morning, and I will say one thing: these two gentlemen, if nothing else, are active listeners to things that I say on our <laughs> podcast. Because I guess at some point. I had mentioned something about I mean, somebody's got to listen to this show, right? <laughs> I guess so. Between here and the Wizards podcast, at some point I mentioned something about a trapper keeper. And sure enough, in the mail, I get a brand spanking new <laughs> purple and pink trapper keeper filled with folders and comic books and random back to the future stuff. <laughs> it's like, I was like, it was about as retro as you could get. But thank you, fellas, for, for that uh, generous. Uh, package you sent me today. Yeah, you know, we usually thank uh, Mickey and Jason over at the end of the episode, but um, it's it's well worth, as usual, just saying, like, again, without these guys, we would not have a home here on the Retro Network, um, and our podcast would be literally, like, me editing it and then, like, listening to it in the car, and maybe my wife would listen to it, and that would be it. But honest to goodness, thank you to these guys. Not only do they... Um, give us a place uh, to call home, but they, you know, get our show out there. You know, uh, he gives us stats back about um, how we've been doing, even on like the iTunes store and things like that lately. I think we were like number 88 overall film history podcast recently. That's pretty wild. Um, You know, which is cool. Yeah. Um, And so we would not be there without, without the retro network. So, uh, and then on top of that, to, to your point, then they're going out of their way to even send like, you know, like fun, like holiday uh, boxes our way. So honest to goodness, two of the nicest guys, um, super happy to be a part of this um, big group and team. So thank you guys. Agreed. All right. So with that being said, getting out of the retro and what is new or new to you and me? <laughs> I'm actually um, having like a movie filled uh, weekend, which is fitting because being a December baby means bowling alleys and movie theaters for birthdays, you know? So, you know it. And I have not found a bowling alley around here yet. I'm sure there is one, but uh, I, I took uh, Zoe yesterday afternoon to see Encanto, um, the new mm-hmm. uh, 60th Disney animated movie. I couldn't wow. believe that it was that number, but um, very cute movie, really enjoyable. Um, was not realizing that the music, uh, yet again, was by Golden Boy Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, not that he was necessarily like a part in this one, but he did the music um, like he did for um, Moana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just really fun, enjoyable movie. Um, we both really had a good time. That's kind of like mine and Zoe's like daddy-daughter thing is going mm-hmm. to see movies together. So it was good to get back into the swing of that because um, we took them to see Clifford um a couple weeks back but mm-hmm. you know feels like a little bit of like a return to normalcy in the theater to be doing the daddy daughter movie thing again that's cool. um that's this awesome. afternoon later or i guess really early this evening going to see um the new ghostbusters Ooh, so fun. i will let you know how that turns out in a future podcast yeah <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, those have been really enjoyable. I'm trying to think of like what else I've been really into lately. I've been kind of trying to like binge watch some uh, some shows and things like that again. Uh, I, I, it's a little retro in 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 talking about, but um, you know, and I think even you might be. Uh, that you know that I am a fan of uh, Cowboy Bebop, and I feel like mm-hmm. you, as far as anime goes, even mentioned that that was one that you kind of that's the at least only got one through, I've yeah. ever actually got all the way through. I would did- yes. Well, so I've been watching the the live action remake, uh, or not really remake, reimagining of that um, on Netflix, and that's been really um, enjoyable as well. I've been having um, a good time watching that. I, I, cool. I know there's like a lot of divisiveness online. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's always one of these tricky things where like, I think the only thing that's harder to adapt into a movie than like a video game is an anime. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, honestly, I, I think they've captured the spirit of the, the show or like the essence of the characters in a way, if not like a shot for shot, you know, remake or something like that. So that's cool. Uh, that's been fun. Yeah. How about yourself? So I have seen two movies recently. Uh, the first one I would recommend that I saw is a net direct to Netflix movie, Red Notice, with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I really liked it. It's a little slow at parts. There's certain parts where it's a little silly. Uh, some of the chemistry is hit or miss. I thought Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson were really fun together. Like I could look forward to seeing what clearly they're leading up to. Hopefully, having a sequel to this movie because. It's painted that way, and <laughs> it's really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. And also new to me, I saw Shang-Chi on Disney+, and I really, really loved it. Like, Oh, yeah, because I guess yeah, you didn't actually end up seeing that one in the theater then, I, right? I, I missed it in the theaters, but I got to see it on Disney+, and I really, really liked it a lot. Um, Aquafina by, you know, steals the show to me. She is so funny in that movie. It really makes it great. And, and the whole movie is very entertaining. I'm curious about, and we could go down a whole rabbit hole, probably just discussing Shang-Chi, but I'm really curious about like where her character goes forward with this because it's an interesting thing. You know, you have all these various characters in the MCU that are kind of like, you know, they're heroes or this or that. And they have like people that are, you know, related to them. Like, like, like for example, let's say like Hawkeye's family. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see them show up elsewhere then. You know, like for a minute, it was looking like maybe they were going to go with like Hawkeye's daughter becoming mm-hmm. essentially, you know, like Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop um, character. But now they just well and true have Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye show, which is also well worth watching. Oh, it's on, fantastic. It's, on it's Disney Disney's diehard, everybody. It's Disney's <laughs> diehard. <laughs> um, but uh, she's kind of interesting because she's like really kind of like a side character, like a nameless character. I mean, I don't know a ton about. Shang Chi. I don't know if this is a character that pops up in the comics. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure this character exists in the comics. Again, I don't know much about Shang Chi either. But like, what I was glad is they kind of made her the Robin to his Batman versus being the love interest. You yeah. know, and and I and I was appreciative of that. Like, okay, I was um, watching the how it should have ended <laughs> for Shang Chi the other day, and I think one of like the like uh, you know endings that they did in that is like it takes off the one spoiler alert in the movie where they're at the karaoke bar sort of place at the end mm-hmm. uh, or, or not just before that where um wong shows up and it's like i need you to come with me and and he's like you too you know and he wants to take her with in this one it's like no not you just shang chi <laughs> you, you, like you don't do anything no yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like a funny like it just kind of was like yeah i don't know it's kind of an interesting like thought on that character i digress <laughs> It, it is a lot of fun, though. It's a it's a good movie. I really, really liked it. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take the character. Uh, speaking of that, like how it should have ended thing. I just watched one of those for Avengers Endgame. And it's basically like the Hulk should have appeared and yeah. beat, beat up Thanos. <laughs> and it's just this really funny little almost uh, TikTok-esque video. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's right. Anyway. But yeah, that's what's new and new to me. And Let me ask you something. Have yeah. you done any, um, especially with the kids, like any like holiday watching lately, you know, oh, yeah, given the I Thanksgiving mean, and heading into like the uh, holiday season here? Yes. So we watched Home Alone, Home Alone 2. The kids weren't that into it. We, start, <laughs> we started watching Elf yesterday. 
Grace was sort of into it until, you know, Frosty and everybody went away and then they got into the actual movie. And she's <laughs> like, so, so he's an elf, but he's a human <laughs> and he's got a dad. And then he's got a, it was like, she was like very confused. She's like, and where's Santa? Like, why is it? And then and she's like, Santa shows up at the end. She's like, okay, so what, why is Santa in Central Park? Like, she was just, okay, it didn't work. And then, that's funny. And then we watched uh, last night when the kids went to bed, we watched uh, Christmas Vacation, which. Nice. You know, so it sounds to. like you're on the same schedule for me. We watched Elf yesterday because that's like a must for our family. The kids actually really love Elf. And I'll tell you, if you want to get Grace into it more, there's actually a wonderful Elf book. Um, that's available. It's like super cute. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the illustrations are great. Um, and the kids love that book. And like, you know, that, I think that's what really got Kara even more so that's cool. being younger into into the movie. Um, so we watched that yesterday. I'm like dying to watch um, Christmas Vacation. Uh, I feel like those are like my always like my must movies uh, yeah. in addition to Christmas Story. I tried putting Christmas story on for um, Zoe and and whatnot yesterday afternoon. And she's like, what's going on here? Like, (laughs) is it like, you know, I was just like, all right, this one's not for her yet. We'll wait a little longer. But um, I, I was feeling the retro spirit this year. So I also dug up um, so far Garfield's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was trying to find Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and I found Garfield's Thanksgiving. And I was like, Oh, I always used to love that um, growing up. So I, (laughs) I stuck that one on. Um, we also found it was on Disney and I thought it was something new, but I realized it was actually like from 2008. Um, a Muppets uh, Christmas Letters to Santa. Have you seen that? No. I it was not. kind of a cute little thing. If the kids are into Muppets, uh, maybe suggest uh, throwing that on. I hadn't seen it, I guess, when it came out um, originally. And what was very funny about it is it's got like sopranos references and like different things from like around that era and uh i was just like god they're looking good like what's going on and then like it's like oh yeah this is from you know <laughs> years and years ago turns out that's so wah, wah. yeah so so that's been our holiday binging so far but i'm sure there's gonna be a lot more to come oh, I actually sure. just uh resubscribed to hbo max i had mm-hmm. Decided a, a couple months ago, like I am subscribed to way too many streaming services. I need one to go. And so that was the one I had gotten rid of. But now I've had to uh, edit back due and to recent additions. <laughs> funny enough, HBO Max has had the lion's share of all the holiday movies that I've been searching for on my fire stick. Well, that's what, it, you know, that's what it was with even Elf yesterday. It's like I could go dig for the Blu-ray, but like I don't know where that is since we've moved into the house. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to resubscribe to HBO Max and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're making our DVDs just sit in the closet even longer. So no I should mention, not new to me, but you would, uh, you would appreciate it. One of my other recent um, things I decided to show the kids was Cool Runnings. Feel I know rhythm. you and I bought cool runnings. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Sanka, you did. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of some retro goodness, how about we take a look at the box office for December 1991? Alrighty, welcome to December 1991. There's actually quite a few new titles this month. Um, I feel like we've had like a little bit lighter fare in some of them. Um, so this is a nice like broad sweep and actually plenty of recognizable titles to yeah. uh, to look through. But let's take a look at our top three to start. So our top film for December, this is where the crowd applauds, is Hook. <laughs> And this I is where Michael gets so sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, with a December gross of $64.3 million, which is actually pretty good money for what some of the past uh, months have been here. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we've got a few months here where it's been like top films 25 or something like that. So 64.3 goes on to gross $119.7 million total with a $70 million budget and a December wow. 11th release date. So, whoo, that budget. Uh, you know, I guess it's like Spielberg auteur he gets what he wants and they had quite a few large large sets uh and and just big sort of stuff going on john williams score big name actors i guess you get to where that 70 million <laughs> comes yeah. in but 
you know, I think you and I were talking about, um, you know, the budget for things like Total Recall being like, I don't know, like 60, 80, somewhere in there. So, I mean, uh, you know, this is a big budget, um, especially around this time. There's also huge sets in this movie and like it's a very expansive world, I would say. Yes. Yeah. And again, like just. You know, for what we've talked about with CGI and things like that, there's lots done practically here, but there's definitely lots done, you know, at least blue screen CGI sort of stuff in this, too. So, yeah, it's definitely quite a production. Um, Number two film is Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, which I might have called Star Trek Four last time. You'll forgive me. Um, Which opened December 6th, does 52.4 million in December goes on to gross just under 75 million total on a 27 million dollar budget. Interesting note, I had to look up this uh budget number elsewhere cuz it it wasn't in the normal spot and I discovered that this was actually a reduced budget from our original budget of around 41 million dollars, but they actually forced this budget down because they felt that Final Frontier had a disappointing box office. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> these movies do um peter off a bit. And, uh, you know, if my recollection serves me, it's the even numbered um, Star Treks that are the, the better films, uh, like starts with Wrath of Khan being, you know, second movie is the better mm-hmm. than like the first movie and the fourth movie, uh, which is, you know, I, like the resurrection of Spock and things like that. I don't remember Undiscovered countries so well, except to say three um, was for Spock. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just feel like I remember the 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 even number movies like are supposedly the better films. And I, I have not seen, you know, I, I think I always get like an intention to restart those movies and I get like to like three or four. And then I like kind of <laughs> like don't finish watching uh, when it gets into the latter films. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So number three on our list this month is Beauty and the Beast, which carried over from November, does forty nine point six million December. And earns 145.9 million overall. So again, a little bit of a slower burn on this, but it's doing overall bigger box office than Everything. even Hook, uh, <laughs> or you know, is in, in its top uh, run. So you know that Disney movie power, I guess, over the over the uh, Christmas holiday, kids have off, you know, into the New Year's things like that. People must have been kind of mm-hmm. seeing it then, I guess. Um, okay, so I know I said I wasn't going to, but I did end up posting a listener poll. And uh, did you see this, Michael? No. Get ready for this. I, I didn't bother to look because you told me not, <laughs> I had no choice. Get ready for this, my friend. For the first time ever, our featured film of the month got 100% of the vote. Can you believe it? <laughs> How many votes were there? One? You? <laughs> there, there was four. But, <laughs> but let, me, uh, let me send you the poll. Um, let me just take a look and and you'll see where this is coming from okay so what are the options oh (laughs) can you tell the audience what the options are so Pete in his (laughs) humor wrote okay help us pick our December 1991 film here are your four choices number one hook number two hook number three hook number four hook (laughs) Four total votes, all for Hook. Yes. <laughs> oh, the my. the kind of funny part, because I wasn't sure how it would go, and this was very funny to me. Like, I, if nobody else, it was cracking me up in my own head. Um, especially, too, because I had in mind, like, that little bit in the movie where they're like, Hook, Hook, Hook. <laughs> so so that's, that's how the options are in my head. But that they all voted, all four votes, for the top option of Hook, not the other three. So... They wanted to see Hook, not Hook, Hook, or Hook. <laughs> but, but I, I could have had the last Boy Scout as a as a contender. <laughs> Do you know how much I love that movie? The last Boy Scout, which is number six on the on the list here, is one of my favorite Bruce Willis films of all time. It's him and it's Damon Wayans as a former football player who goes after the mob. <laughs> Like it's crazy, it's crazy. And how do we not have this? And we have Hook instead. Oh boy! And just for reference, the last Boy Scout is only an hour and and forty five minutes. 
where a hook is probably about 406 minutes long. All right, you know, we've been talking all year long about how long hook is, because I know that that seems to be your major sticking point. 222 minutes. Yeah, I want to clear it up right now. So two hours and 22 minutes, not 222 minutes. (laughs) So this is like... Yes, it's long, but like we regularly these days watch Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, etc. that are this and longer. So this isn't a Lord of the Rings extended edition or something like that, right? Two hours, 22, not that that hard to swallow. (laughs) I will tell you, if and when we ever get to a Lord of the Rings movie, in particular, the Fellowship of the Ring. You better get a different co-host that that <laughs> month because I am not going to be affiliated with any Lord of the Rings movies because I cannot stay awake for those things. Uh, literally, the first one I fell asleep in it three times <laughs> in the nice. same sitting. Horrible, I hate Lord of the Rings too. Well, you know, I just I just Googled and I have a list here um, that somebody created of the longest movies favorite of movies that are over two hours long. So in good company here is movies like Pulp Fiction, A Clockwork Orange, Shawshank Redemption, Raging Bull, Fight Club, Catch Me If You Can, Forrest Gump, Casino. I, I don't know that I've ever heard you like go after all these for the time. So it's got to be something other than just the time. <laughs> it's, the movie is boring. This book is boring. <laughs> Hook is the most boring children's movie since Fievel Goes West. Oh, these are fighting <laughs> words, my friend. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll or, get to or, it. Or the Rescuers. It's another real boring kids movie. <laughs> well, so we we touched on Last Boy Scout, like you say, is number six on our list for December. I did want to just step back to number two, Star Trek: Undiscovered Country. I have a recollection about this movie that it had to do with like one of these like. They're about to retire sort of things. Yeah, this is like that passing of the mantle to the, to the new. But they're like given at the last minute, like a mission to like go like assassinate somebody like in like the Klingon Empire or something like that, which like if there's anything Star Trek, an assassination mission is not it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a search for peace of some sort, you know? Yeah, like, like Star Wars, I could see an assassination thing happening, but Star Trek, like it's like the whole prime directive of peaceful exploration and all this sort of thing. Like, I just don't know if that fits. So I feel like that's my recollection of this movie. I don't remember a lot more outside of that. So moving on then number seven is father of the bride, which I was surprised to see um, pop up here. Another um, great movie. Great yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah um, Steve Martin. I mean, I saw this years and years ago. I think I, my mom had gone to Caldor and bought like a like a two pack VHS that was Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride two. Part two. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think I like sat like one day and like watched both of them when I, I was think, like you know like, like teenish know, years. Knowing you and knowing your love of both Steve Martin and Martin Short, I am shocked that this doesn't trump Hook. Well, again, I think it's just a matter of timing. Like, again, you have to picture, right? We're in December 1991. I am nine years old. Mm. I am not necessarily a a seasoned Steve Martin, Martin Short fan at this point in my life. However, Robin Williams as Peter Pan is like infinitely fascinating to my (laughs) nine-year-old mind. Um, You know, I don't know. Like, I think... There must be other people out there who find Hook to be as unwatchable and unlikable as you do. I just don't know how many of them there are. I think if there's a support group for that, it's very tiny. I think most people generally enjoy Hook very much. Um, You know, it's just like, I don't know how you can go wrong. It's like Robin Williams is so much fun. Like, you know. Uh, we'll get to it. We've got plenty of recall ahead. Yes. <laughs> Number nine on the list uh, is JFK, um, which, uh, you know, very poignant film. Um, Oliver Stone film? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, again, I, I probably haven't seen this in a good 15 or more years, which is probably shame on me because it is an excellent uh, movie. 
but it's also um, over three hours long. It's a long, <laughs> this is a long three of hours. long movies. <laughs> it, it's a great movie, but it's it's a long three hours. This movie. <laughs> so uh, number ten on the list, Bugsy. Is this one stick out for you? I mean, the name. This is, this is a Warren Beatty movie, and it's a, is this supposed to be like Bugsy Malone, or is this like I, I guess I don't really know anything about this one. It's Whenever still, I hear the word Bugsy, that's what comes to my head. <laughs> uh, it's 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 um, Warren Beatty and Annette Bening. Uh, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Some Vegas guy. I don't know. A mobster. Interesting. All I right. know it was up for all kinds of awards, but at the time, but yeah, it's about all I could tell you about Bugsy. There we go. All right. Well, then number eleven on the list: Prince of Tides. This one. I at least more so recognize the uh, the name, if not like recalling the movie. You so I'll, t- I'll tell one? you, yes, I, I can. So when we were kids, we used to go visit my relatives who lived up in Montreal. And the the year we went for this, so all the kids went to go see Hook in the theater. As and, you should. And all the parents <laughs> went to see Prince of Tides. They picked it because the run times were very, very close. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you're setting your kid up and you got a movie that's starting at the same time, this is two hours, 12 minutes. So you would technically be done with yours in enough time to be waiting outside for your kid. So yeah. I can see that. So I all that's all that's like my whole recollection of Prince of Tides is all of my aunts and uncles and parents went in to see Prince of Tides. And my cousins and my grandparents and I went to see Hook. <laughs> and you. So this is this is actually, I, I'm, we're getting to the meat and potatoes of this now. This is what it is. You actually have a broken childhood. I didn't realize that this is what the problem was. That, that when you were basically like already nine, <laughs> that you were considered to be the adult who would have to go see the Barbara Streisand produced Prince of Tides rather than Hook. I understand, Michael. Now I see you. I understand why the hate all of a sudden. I I get it. So we have Barbara Streisand and Nick Nolte. It says a troubled man talks his suicidal sister's psychiatrist about their family history and falls in love with her in the process. So instead of hanging out with Captain Hook and Schmee and the Lost Boys. And and Peter Pan slash Banning flying over Neverland. You were sitting through Barbara Streisand. No, 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 no. I did. I, I was in Hook. I saw Hook. Oh, see, I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that you and the adults went to go see no, Prince of Tides. No, I didn't go see Prince of Tides. I, I got to rewind back the audio now because I could have sworn that's what you said. <laughs> I, I said my parents and aunts and uncles all went into Prince of Tides. Yes, yeah, I thought you said your parents, your aunts and uncles, and me all went to see Prince of Tides. I, said my I was going to say, now I understand what broke your brain on Hook. It's actually it's actually a scorn out of jealousy sort of thing. Uh-huh. I said my cousins, my grandparents and I went to see Okay. Hook. I got you. It was just so I remember it being so long. We went to see it at like So like, maybe it's the opposite then. Maybe you were having a thing where you were like really jealous you didn't get to see Prince of Ties and therefore you're taking it out unfairly on Hook. It it could be that. It could also be that, you know, we were in Montreal. Maybe I saw it in like dubbed over French at the time. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. Like, what is happening? You're like, yeah, that's, that's actually like another possible scenario here. Like, it's like, I hate that movie hook. It's so long. It's and so I hate French. The subtitles. What <laughs> subtitles, Michael, <laughs> you know, where he's like, bonjour, <laughs> je m'appelle hook. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're gonna get to the to the like this is we're gonna get to the the base of this we're gonna figure it out <laughs> how my complete favorite ever childhood movie is so rotten in your head we're gonna get there <laughs> oh god it's gonna, me, it's gonna take me the rest of the month to get through the movie to rewatch it oh boy so there's a couple movies here now that are somewhat unrecognizable names to me i feel like do any of these do anything for you yes madam Bovary, High Heels, and Rush. Those are like, oh my goodness, man, they are whew, way up on the list. <laughs> We've got a 22, Madame Bovary, which had a gross of $382,000, and that's number 22. There's 40 on this list. 
So it goes real low. <laughs> and then we have high heels at 23, which made just slightly less at 325,000. Our first Miramax for Our the first December. Miramax for <laughs> then we have Rush, another movie I have no idea what it is, yeah. at 304,000. Now, this is where it gets surprising. On December 27th, we get fried green tomatoes at number 26. But that might also be your answer is that it's December 27th. And the other thing that I'll also note, because I was looking at this myself, is that this is a limited release. Um, the wide release comes January 24th, 1992. Oh, so they did this so they got the Oscar credit for being in the yes. previous year. I see. Yes. Yeah. That's what they did. But I'm just like... Five theaters for a $105,000 opening. <laughs> yeah, New York and LA probably, that kind of thing. That yes. Makes- so that's that's where you get that. So, you know, we can even circle probably back on fried green tomatoes, I guess, you know, uh, and see where that lands in a, in a bigger fashion in, in January. Um, <laughs> uh, now, number 27 on this list, I think, cracks me up. And I always like when these things pop up in the list is the National Film Board of Canada's Animation Festival. <laughs> uh, OK. <laughs> Is it a documentary about the festival, or is it just the festival, period? Yeah, so, I mean, they basically seem to have boxed up, um, it says, eight animated pieces by eight artists from the studios of the National Film Board of Canada. What I do want to point out for you for this, in case you haven't done so already, is the poster for this is incredible. It's a Mountie of some sort. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a hand-drawn, because it fits with animation, but it's like a hand-drawn Mountie with like a snow globe, and he's just got like, the world's biggest grin on his face. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I very much like uh, uh, that poster that comes along with this one. That is pretty funny. So now jumping down to 28, a play at play in the fields of the Lord. Wonderful. That a, sounds um, a universal thick. movie. That, <laughs> that sounds heavy handed. Um, you know, what, so I'm not even going to read. No, you can't. It's massive. (laughs) Tom Berenger, John Lithgow, Daryl Hannah movie. Okay. I'll read just the first line and maybe it'll give us enough to go on. Martin and Hazel Quarrier are small town fundamentalist missionaries sent to the jungles of South America to convert the Indians. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're Uh, we're done already. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Number 30 is Grand Canyon at $138,000. The poster looks very familiar, of a, but it could also be that it looks like every other thing. Um, yeah. This is I've a, got no idea on this one. Danny Glover, Kevin Klein, Steve Martin, Mary McDowell, Mary Louise Parker movie. The fates of several people are intertwining randomly their sympathy for each other faces multiple differences in their lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like from here on out, I, I really don't know most of these. We've got yeah. uh, Naked Lunch, Kafka, <laughs> Until Lunch. the End of the World. And by the way, I'm going to circle back to that one. Until the End of the World, The Inner Circle, Rhapsody in August, Hear My Song, Convicts, Let Him Have It, and December, which is IRS media making a grand total of 5000 $868 in December wow. and all told. Um, Naked Lunch, I want to circle back to because I, I don't even have the strength to look at what most of these others are about. But I did click on this one and I'm going to give you the, the, the Miramax rundown of this, even though it's not Miramax. Mm-hmm. After developing an addiction to the substance he uses to kill bugs, an exterminator accidentally kills his wife and becomes involved in a secret government plot being orchestrated by giant bugs in a port town in North Africa. What? <laughs> what fever dream of a movie is this? <laughs> wow. I think whoever wrote and directed and produced this film was on some uh, bug <laughs> bug uh, uh, killer medicine at the same time there, too. My goodness. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, I, I'm just, like, curious now because it's just the, the total bottom of the dregs. But it's like... This list is very, very odd because it starts off with a lot of heavy hitters. And then from like yeah. 21 yeah, on, it, it just goes woof. Yeah, no, it's top heavy for sure. 
Um, that last movie in the list, uh, December, I was just curious, like why the name and it's basically a Pearl Harbor movie. So, okay, I get it. Um, but, uh, that's our, our list for December, 1991. So do you want to take a, uh, shot at recalling hook? What? Why do I got to do it? It's your fault. (laughs) All right, let's do this thing in our recall segment for December, 1991. All right. Okay. I'll try to do a recall. <laughs> okay. So here's what I remember of, of Hook. Uh, Robin Williams plays a character named Peter who's all grown up and he's got two kids and he visits his aunt, Wendy, in, in the UK. And, you know, he's kind of like a nerdy, stuck up, you know, businessman self-involved person who who really doesn't you know give his kids any attention it's all about money and business and not being a kid anymore let me Just, tweak one little thing for you there he's a lawyer okay, lawyer. okay. <laughs> fine whatever i don't know um so anywho there's a guy that lives with them who's an old man he's lost his marbles and he's constantly running around the house looking for marbles um and I don't know, some sort of drama happens and the kids get swept away to Never Neverland and then Tinkerbell, played by Julia Roberts, shows up and tells Peter that he's Peter Pan even though he doesn't believe her and he says it's nonsense. She throws pixie dust on him or whatever and drags him to Never Neverland. Uh, he's in with the Lost Boys. They've got Rufio's with the cool mohawk. <laughs> and... Rufio's got the cool everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rufi. Oh, <laughs> I love just interjecting these things. Cause every time I do, Michael just makes this like face, like, Oh God. <laughs> so we go through this whole process where they're trying to make Peter remember that he's Peter Pan and they have a food fight with imaginary food. And he's starting to remember how to use his imagination. And, he magically remembers how to skateboard and <laughs> all the while uh, Peter's son is being manipulated by Captain Hook played by Dustin Hoffman and they make a baseball field and they do a thing where the kid hits a home run but the pirates are holding the signs wrong and it says run home the kid has a weird sort of moment where he's like huh run home what does that mean and then the sister yells Neverland makes you forget and then uh, they, then Hook makes him move it back so it says home runs. The kid runs and does a home run. Lo and behold, Peter Pan gets his costume back, which is a few sizes too small for a grown man. <laughs> and uh, has a sword fight with Captain Hook. And Captain Hook turned the alligator into a giant clock. The clock somehow. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> There's that face again. So somehow this I always get a little gif of that because you know we record even though you guys don't see it the medium that we record this on supports video so Mike and I can see each other as we're doing this and I ought to just like make a little animated gif of you doing the (laughs) and stick it out there on Twitter so anywho the 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 crocodile is stuffed it is a giant clock but somehow it like sort of comes to life for a brief second falls down on top of Hook and swallows him. And then Peter saves his kids, comes home, brings home the marbles. The guy pours the marbles over his head and he flies into Never Land. <laughs> land the end. Yes. Well done, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I, I wanted to see what your recollection of this was since I know that you're so that was pretty good. That was it, pretty it, good. It is. That is the, the major kind of plot beats for sure. Um, yeah. Again, just really interesting story, kind of a fun. I mean, it goes back to like what we were chatting about, which I think got lost in our, in our dead recording about sequel quest. It's like, if you were going to make a sequel to Peter Pan, what does it look like? You know what I mean? And so like, that's essentially what this movie is. It's just uh, this kind of like really interesting, like modern take on like, well, what happened if 
Peter Pan gave up being a lost boy and fell in love with Wendy and came back, you know, to the real world. And then, but he doesn't fall in love with Wendy. He falls in love with Wendy's granddaughter. Well, right? yes, I should. Uh, yes, yeah, thank you. Yes, no. Well, so I should say he kept visiting Wendy, and then, like, as she kept getting older, he he finally meets her granddaughter. Um, and then falls in love with her. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the problem is you never see the, the the kid's mother other than the bookend of the beginning and the end of the movie. So they had this weird sort of like love triangle with Julia Roberts loving Peter Pan and the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, there is some funny kind of, like, interesting psychology in this movie, like, between that, between, like, the Stockholm Syndrome that the the kids, you know, or at least that his son really more so ends up with, with Captain Hook, um, where it's, like, a replacement father figure that pays attention to him, even though it's, like, the worst possible, <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, um, kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, you know, a, a bit of, like, forgetting who you are and getting too wrapped up in like the modern world. And uh, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. And I think that's like, for me as a kid, what sort of captured my imagination about it was this concept that an adult could sort of lose themselves and lose who they are as a more serious adult. And like, just like fully embrace becoming a kid again. And like everything that that entails, like the fun of it, you know, and like, all well, that. I think it was just kind of like, I think you couldn't have found anybody better to play this than than Robin Williams. And I think it's just like, I don't know, it's just different. It was just it's something fun and different at the time. And it's something where I didn't see this um, in theaters. And I'm trying to remember exactly when I would have seen it um, then. Or I, I feel like I didn't see this in theaters. I think I actually saw this maybe even a year later when it came out on VHS. Like the next holiday season might have been the first time I actually saw hook and the funny part about this is is like it's making me really remember that as a kid i must not have been going to that many movies movies in the theater with my parents i don't know why i mean like there's definitely some movies that i have very clear recollections going to the theater just was big though like a like a like a friday night go to the video store and get a VHS and watch it. Well, it wasn't even for us. It wasn't even very often the video store that came later. Um, Like the funny part is like, I can remember my aunts who we would use her account video store number still to date her account number five seventy six. It doesn't matter if I say it because the, the video store is probably long since closed and gone. (laughs) But uh, um, our whole thing was like, we would go to like, like Caldor to like do the normal like shopping um, which for those of you that are uh, among the uninitiated, at least in the New York, Long Island area, Caldor was like Kmart and Target, you yeah. know, back in the day. Um, and I'd always go over to the new movie section and like we would find stuff there. But um, again, my my good friends, uh, Chris and Trevor Gregory, had gotten this um, movie for Christmas. And them and my cousin Kirsten and I sat up like in their parents' room during the Christmas holiday party where the whole family got together and we watched Hook. And so like, that was like, so the adults were watching Prince yes. of Tides and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, they were downstairs doing whatever they are downstairs. Yes, exactly. Um, but I mean, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is that there was a lot of like tie in stuff then with Hook. I mean, like toys and all the sort of stuff like that. I mean, do you have any recollection? I didn't have a that? single Hook toy and I never will. Well, see, here's the funny thing for me for how much I like this movie. I don't think I had any of the action figures, which there was maybe there was some of, for this movie. but I'll tell you what my Holy grail was that I never got was the Peter Pan battle sword. Uh, I remember being I with my parents. We had, cause we very that. often at that period of time, um, once you hit the winter break would take a trip to Disney. Basically every year we would go down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that like this, like Peter Pan battle sword came out and I'm like, I'm at this point possibly watching Hook upwards of like maybe even two times a day. Wow. Like rewind the VHS and put it on again. Like we should have my mom on the podcast because she would tell you that she was plagued by Hook and how often I would like rewind and put the movie back on. Um, But we were like trying and trying and trying like in toy stores and things while we were there to like find it because I had seen like an an ad about it and then like we could not find it anywhere. So I never 
got it. It was like one of these like holy grail sort of like toys that as a kid that like I just wanted more than anything and we just could never find it. <laughs> well, I'm not getting it for you. Cause no, because it's, it's so $150 expensive. on eBay. Yeah, it's so expensive and so not worth it. To be honest with you, like it almost be better pursuing like a actual like prop replica that somebody made at this point from the movie than like the the kind of like crummy one there. But that was such a thing for me at the time. The other one that I would be completely remiss not to mention, and this is again another big shout out to Trevor Gregory, is the countless hours that we spent on Super Nintendo playing the Hook video game. Super duper fun game really challenging like particularly when you get into the later levels um i think we we like we tried and tried and tried to like like beat that and then finally like one time i think we did and it was like that like amazing wonderful childhood like finally beat a video game like yeah we did it like group celebration like one player game so only like one i think trevor actually was the one that beat it but um it was just like oh my god we finally accomplished this this goal of beating this Super Nintendo game <laughs> without a game genie or something, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, I also another reason why I don't like this movie is the kid who plays Jack, <laughs> who has popped up in now three movies we've covered on this podcast. Charlie Carsmo. Who plays the kid in Dick Tracy. No, I covered yep. that on, on Wizards, I'm sorry. And then uh, Hook, and he also was in What About Bob? I hate this kid in every <laughs> movie he's ever been in. He's really annoying in all the movies. And ironically enough, I went on his IMDb page. Yep, here it comes. He's now an assistant professor of law at a law school. <laughs> he's a lawyer. Kill so, the lawyer. <laughs> I'm not that kind of lawyer. <laughs> he went full circle. Yes. Uh, yes, no, he totally did. And I'll, I'll tell you the other one is um, the little girl in this movie, Amber Scott. Like, um, I don't know what her acting career is as she's grown up. But if you look her up, she's kind of like a little bit of like a homely little kid. Yeah. She's like a stunning adult. <laughs> she's been in two movies and one of them was this. And the other was a documentary. That's it. She's got no other movies to her, her credit. Wow. Yeah, so so it's one of these cases where the childhood actors just kind of did not then go on to really do yeah. you know, more film stuff as they grew up. So I yeah, I always think that's really um interesting because you know, these kids, especially Charlie Corsmo, was like, as you said, the face of several movies in that time several period. Several movies. Um so I don't know if it's one of these cases where they like burn out on it or realize it's not what they want to do, um, or something like that. But yeah, just just very funny. <laughs> yeah, weird. Interesting. That's so strange because she was she's great in the movie. She's much more interesting than the sun. And, uh, you know, burn bright. What is um, interesting to to mention about um, Amber Scott, just as I'm looking at hers here, um, she went on to become a producer, at least for um, one film um, for this movie, uh, Cannonball, which actually um, won or was nominated in several different, uh, you know, not large scale, but smaller scale uh, festivals. So, yeah. Good for her. She came back in uh, in one way anyway. <laughs> so, um, again, I, I it's probably not even worth me trying to to do recall. I have this movie probably imprinted on the back of my brain. <laughs> they're probably before, you know, like I'm 39 today. And with that comes even more dead brain cells. Ask me a few years ago. I probably could have done this movie word for word for you. But I thought, uh, why don't we, because it's always so enjoyable, take a look at the uh, original trailer for Hook in our preview review. God, you really hate me, don't you? Uh <laughs> I love you. This is why I want to subject you to such a good movie. <laughs> now, as as trailers go, and uh, we'll do the countdown and watch this in a minute, this is even on the longish side for a trailer at, at two minutes and five seconds. <laughs> yeah, great. It's almost one-tenth of the movie. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let me know when you're ready. And I'll I'm ready. Get it up. All right, three. Two, one. Tristar. 
Love that that unicorn horse Pegasus. London. That's actually kind of a cool opening with the uh, the hook neat. slashing the uh, map. Yeah. Okay, creepy. Coming into a little girl's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> a Steven Spielberg film. What's interesting to note is that at the least Hulk... so far here is it's missing the epic John Williams score. Yeah, there's no music in it, like real legit. That's Toodles, by the way, the old man. Oh, yes. An ex-Lost Boy as well. But what's weird is they're painted as more like a horror movie than a than a. That part of the movie is genuinely scary. <laughs> You've got, like, that dramatic music and, like, all the walls torn up. The children are getting kidnapped. The children were screaming! The children were they're screaming! <laughs> yeah, that part of the movie is, like, legitimately frightening. You don't know who you are, Epic Peter. reveal, yes. You're Peter Padding. I actually really like the illustrations in her book. I kind of want to read that version. Okay. <laughs> who? Who? Yeah, who that dude's I? got some serious amnesia. Yes. What if Peter Pan grew up? What's really funny about this trailer is it's basically all scenes from, like, the first, like, half hour of the movie. Yeah. Like, they're not really showing anything in at least so far. Right? Maybe they will now, but... But again, this is a nine-minute trailer, so... <laughs> oh, no, they just have this hook flying. Same, that same terror effect. I hate, I hate, I hate, hate Pan. I wonder if this is even a teaser trailer, Maybe, you know? Because it, it doesn't show you any of the stuff in the actual Never Neverland. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's almost like they did this as an early, as you say, teaser, like pre-having some of those sequences finished out and ready yeah. to like show anybody. Because it's almost entirely... In that house. It, well, it's almost not only in the house, but almost entirely from the sequence of... There's about like a 10-minute sequence where they get back from the banquet, the house has been ransacked, and they explain to him, you're Peter Pan. It's basically those scenes just mixed up. It's, it's, that it's, takes 10 minutes of the movie? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, 10 ish so minutes, long. yes. <laughs> it's, it's, if it's 10, it's every minute of 15, I guarantee it. Oh, because there's like a section where like the police come, and yeah, I don't know. But like, and it's showing some of the scenes of like them being abducted, which is like pre them getting back. But I, yeah, I mean, it, that's a really, really interesting trailer because I, most it gives away nothing. Like, it doesn't, and the ones that you and I usually watch are from like scattered bits all over a movie. This is this is really unique. I don't know any other trailer that that isn't just like a like direct sort of scene out of a movie. Face off. That's that's just you know like a really tiny little space section of the movie. Face Off has one of the best trailers ever. It's literally just Travolta talking and they pan around his head. It comes back and reveal that it's Nicolas Cage on the other side. That's the only trailer I've ever seen. The, the is, that a, is that the scene from the film, though? No, or? It's, it's, no it's, a, it's a separate whole thing. Like they just Well, so that's kind of like another whole thing then, right? Like That's kind of like the made-for-trailer yeah. bit then, which there are other movies that do that. But like I'm just hard-pressed to think of any other film where it's specifically... Show the entire just trailer hurt. carved up from like a ten minute chunk of the movie, and that's it. You know, I, I think you're, I think you're probably right. It's probably whatever they did in Never Neverland wasn't fully, you know, edited or you know, you know, they weren't really chroma king. Oh, well, they were, I guess, but a different, just different seconds. Probably blue screen, and you know, all the environments were weren't built. I'm sure it's mostly blue screen effects because it's not to the point where they're doing like a lot of CGI and things yeah. like that. I mean, I think. Even things like when he's flying over Neverland, if I had to guess, is possibly like a matte painting. Yeah, I would you know what I mean. That. Like that would be where I would uh, yeah. would guess that to land. Because it's like it's you're right though. Like even the music in the trailer is not really like that. Like John Williams kind of score. Yeah, no, it has a really. And I mean, we'll talk about it when we do the review because, honest to goodness, the the score from Hook is among some of my favorite scores ever produced. Um, <laughs> Oh yes! Oh my God! Why are so, we so polar opposites in this movie? Like it's, it's so wonderful. It's so brilliant and whimsical, and it just feels like flying. I mean, like John Williams is such a master of his art, and like it's 
it's one of these ones where unlike a Star Wars or some of the other movies that he's produced where it's like these like pretty like sectioned out pieces, it kind of like flows from one thing to another to another. It's like all these like little bit pieces that go throughout the film. So I don't know. It's just I, I really enjoyable. And that music that they have like so enhances the creepiness of them like discover that dun 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 Okay. Well, let's let's wrap this up for now. And we'll have so much more, or at least I will, to talk about when we do our review. I'll, I'll be here for the review. I'll be here for sure. Yes. All right. Well, I I'd be remiss to get out of this episode without mentioning our sponsor this week, which is as usual from the past couple of weeks and going through the new year, fun.com. And guess what? I got on fun.com just now and I looked up. They have an elite Captain Hook men's costume that you can buy. So you too can look like Dustin Hoffman in Hook. Bu- bu- Bustin Hoffman? You could be Bustin Hoffman. Did I say Bustin? <laughs> well, you could bust a Hoffman and dress up in this outfit. <laughs> and you can do so with 20% off your entire order. Ask me how. How do you do that, Pete? Simple. Use the coupon code TRNHOLIDAYS2021. That's TRN as in the Retro Network. Holidays 2021. This is valid through January 7th, and you can go out and buy yourself a actual hook costume that looks pretty darn good. Or if you want to, you can go out and and buy that costume for Pete for his birthday <laughs> and save 20% as you ship it to him. Yes. Because <laughs> Pete is not above a good cosplay, I'll tell you that. You got it, sir. Actually, I was Captain Hook a couple of years ago. We did Peter Pan, and I'm regretting not having done a more um, Hook-based Captain Hook than I did kind of something more just like generically maybe closer to the, like the animated movie or something like that. How dare you? I know. How, how I dare know, you? I know. <laughs> so. uh, maybe somebody wants to see me in those tights. Maybe what I'll do is try and find that that Peter Banning like prop replica sword and then get in those tights, and that'll be... Dude, the sword <laughs> is expensive. <laughs> You just said I wasn't above a good cosplay. That comes with a price uh, price tag, my friend. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so, so you want to do our um, our big movie quiz? I would love to. I right, was so thinking about it, yes. Unlike past weeks where I've only had the comedy deck and I couldn't find the action or Oscar winners ones, today we're very organized I only have podcasters. the actions and Oscar winners ones and I can't find the comedy deck. So do you have a preference between action or Oscar winners? Action, of course. Okay. What is the coolest movie ever that doesn't have the world's longest runtime starring Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams? <laughs> that is undoubtedly Michael's favorite movie ever. Oh no. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, so we'll do as usual our our best of 6 and see how many you land on, all right? Okay. okay. What country is the 2008 film Rambo set in? Afghanistan? Burma. Wow. Oh, the, no. Three is Afghanistan. Okay, well. <laughs> I did not see the Rambo um, more recent mm-hmm. reboot, remake, whatever you want to call those films, so that you got me on that one. What is the full name of the second film in the Kingsman series? Uh, The Kingsman something Secret Service. Like, that's the first one. Uh, I have no idea. The what? Golden Circle. <laughs> oh, God. Where do you land on the Kingsman movies, by the way? I love the first one. I never saw any other ones, though. I, I The first one is incredible. The second one is like, you know, sequelitis, but it's still totally watchable. The funny thing for me is like, I've been very like lukewarm on the Daniel Craig um, Bond movies since Casino Royale. Oh, Casino and, Royale like, is unbelievable and every one since has been marginally yeah i mean like they're okay they're watchable but like they're okay honest to goodness kingsman has like come in and replaced that like james bond hole in my life really Uh, i'm actually really looking forward to the kingsman um, i'm looking forward to that That, that that's pretty cool too you know i i like of the bond movies i I like specter a lot uh but some of the other ones i was sort of lukewarm on but like Casino Royale was just so amazing. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> anyway. I, I, Alrighty. In Speed, 
And I guess we're what zero for for two so far yes, here. I, now. Got, I gotta get the next four right. Yes. In speed, at what speed must the bust be kept above? Come on, if you were in the nineties, this this number's imprinted in your head. If the bus drops below fifty, the bus fifty is it is. Yes. <laughs> what is the name of Eddie Murphy's character in the Beverly Hills Cop film series? Axel Foley. You got it. All right. So now we are are two for four. So we had two misfires, but then we're making a, a comeback in a big bad way. Okay. Uh, I think you got this one. Iceman, Goose, and Viper are all characters from which film? Top Gun. You got it. All right. And finally. Which film does the line "Say hello to my little friend" appear in? <laughs> Many movies, but most famously would be Scarface. Scarface, it is. All right, so he had a rough start, but he came back and and got it in the end, ladies and gentlemen. Some applause for our our big movie quiz all star here. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. I I, I survived what would have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael, tell him how to get in touch with us. So you can follow us on our social media on Instagram at box office 30 T H I R T Y or on Facebook and Twitter at box office 330. You can also email us at box office 30 at gmail.com or go to our website box office 30.com. And you can see all of our back catalog of episodes which we've got quite a few now, which I'm shocked by. Number and, 35. <laughs> yeah. And if you have anybody in your family who is a Box Office 30 fan and you're looking for any last-minute holiday gift ideas, you should head over to our Tee Public store and get them a great hoodie as it's getting cold out. Or <laughs> get a mask because get used to it. We're going to be in masks for a while, folks. <laughs> I really need to come up with some more artwork um, just because like right now our store is really just like the logo, which is an amazing logo, by the way. I spent a lot of time perfecting that, um, but okay. I really need to, to come up with some more fun artwork that we could stick on the T Public store just so you and I could buy <laughs> something well, different. <laughs> well, now that you have this gif of me sort of shaking my head, you can grab that and make it into some sort of wallpaper yeah, background of, of my face. Yes. <laughs> But All right, friends, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Please join us again in two more weeks when we give our review of Hook, which is going to be amazing for me and incredibly painful for Michael. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> it's going to take me like nine sittings to get through. But thanks for always for listening, friends, and we'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Oh, oh. <laughs> coming for you oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like that crocodile alligator coming for you in your sleep yes, it will. <laughs> certainly will certainly <laughs> will this has been a presentation of the retro network <laughs>